get the cool stuff, you're probably gonna, gonna be paying to move faster. Also, I've been doing a Red Dead 2 playthrough again. I just- Oh, nice. It's, like, it's just my zen game, man. Like, I started from the beginning. Everybody and welcome back to the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast. It is episode seventy-five, and I am Al. I'm Nick. Wow. So again, it's been a bit of a gap since we recorded last. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, life uh, found a way. No. Um, <laughs> no. It, it's it's actually been a, a really rough, I'd say, month. Uh, my way. Uh, it kind of all started at the uh, like end of April, beginning of May. Uh, my wife um, just doubled over with stomach pain on a Sunday. And uh, basically, it, it kept her in bed. And then uh, Monday wasn't getting any better. Uh, I was trying to convince her then, like, well, maybe we should go get this looked at. Um, we wound up finally going to the emergency room on Wednesday. Uh, I took Yikes. her down. Yeah, and it was weird. You know, they, they were going to keep her overnight. They got her, you know, the pain under control and stuff. And they ran all kinds of tests. And they're like, well, it's not... Uh, your appendix is enlarged. But it's not conclusive that it's appendicitis. Because, like, your white count's not up. Well, a whole bunch of shit. And so Thursday, they're like, well, look, we got to figure out what's going on. So we'll do, like, an exploratory, laparotomy, whatever, you know, surgery, but the small cut and the little whatever. And they're like, you know, we'll go check things out and um, make sure it's nothing else, and then we'll take the appendix out either way. So they get in there, and indeed, it was her appendix. It ruptured. Oh, no. And Yeah, and so she had, like, peritonitis. Like, it was, it was like, a whole thing. And, um, she was, uh, but so, yeah, I mean, it, to say it was a, a close call, uh, was a bit of an understatement. Like we probably were in a window time window of a, of a few hours that would have probably made a, a difference for the worst. And, um, so yeah, I mean, they, they did the operation, got her, you know, all set up. She was in the hospital until Saturday. She basically got home just in time for mother's day. Um, it felt so bad because she just, you know, she felt wiped out. She still felt like ass, but, uh, you know, made the day nice for her and stuff. But, um, basically like that entire week, you know, of her being in bed, I was basically, you know, doing all the stuff that, that she normally does on a day-to-day -day basis. And holy shit, I don't know how she does it. Uh, Cause just doing that would wipe me out. And, you know, I was working on top of it, but, um. Yeah, like, so bringing the kids to school, getting them ready in the morning, getting them dressed, eat your goddamn breakfast, you know, the whole, like, the whole shebang. And, um, thankfully, like, my job, uh, my new manager was just freaking awesome, uh, with the whole thing. And just very, like, hey, you know, family first, you know, this stuff, it'll be here, it's not going anywhere. And, and so I wound up taking 
a couple of days that I needed just to take care of the kids, get Amber to, you know, follow up appointments and stuff. But but needless to say, like it took the recovery for peritonitis can be lengthy, um, and it's taken her probably close to a month to get back to where like she's getting her energy back, she's feeling better, she's able to like drive and go do things. Um, but yeah, it was it was a rough few weeks. So it was like, oh, I could cast tonight, but I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable, though. Yeah, but no, it's, I mean, everything worked out okay. And, you know, we're, we're, she's close to 100% and we're just getting back to, back to normal. But that's literally been pretty much the entire month. Um, and it's been a little bit crazy. Actually, there's one thing I forgot to add to the agenda that we have to share at the end. And that is this. And forget this. That's going to be a super cool callback. Anyway. So, yeah. um, When, you know, I did get time once the kids were in bed and stuff, I did a a decent amount of gaming. And uh, especially this week, I have been uh, completely hooked on Elite Dangerous Odyssey. Uh, have you heard about that? You know what that's oh, all about? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And for those who don't know, basically, Odyssey is the newest uh, DLC, we'll say, uh, or content drop for Elite Dangerous. And it's putting you on the ground, literally. Yeah. Not not just with uh, vehicles this time. Yeah, but, not yeah, just with vehicles. Boots on the ground. Yeah. Um, like you, you can create through really good customization too in my dad like a cool looking character unique looking characters and then there's like different suits like what's really cool is once you get odyssey and get it enabled there's like a training mission where you're playing some retiring special ops guy and it's like you pretty decked out with like all the good shit and um you like all kinds of missions. I mean, if you played Elite, you understand the space game. Like, there's tons of different kinds of missions. And the ground game's no different. There might be, like, simple courier missions where it's like, hey, go land on this planet at this outpost. Uh, I left something in a locker, and it's really important, and I need you to get it back to me in, like, you know, three hours, like, three real-time hours or something. And you run down, and they give you the password to the locker. You take it, go back to your ship, and sail away. Or you can be like me and wait till nobody's looking and rob the rest of the lockers blind. <laughs> well, no, you don't get caught. <laughs> um, and then there's more interesting ones where it's like you have to go and sabotage, you know, a power reactor. And, like, one of the items you have, like, it'll have a required suit for each mission. And, like, this is where you'll have a Maverick suit where it has, like, an arc cutter and, um, like, a power transfer unit. And it's just really neat how these things work. Like, the arc cutter, you have to, like, go find the panel for, like, the power core, and you literally, it's like a, you know, laser blowtorch, whatever you want to call it, and um, you have to, like, cut around the metal plate till it falls off, and then pull the, you know, component out, all the while, hope to hell no one's coming around the corner to see you, <laughs> uh, fucking around with things. Um... And there, it, there's a ton. Uh, needless to say, I think it, uh, and they redid, like, all the planet stuff on the ground like just looks great and like it's just added so much depth to an already really deep game and um i've been like completely hooked on it this week like the last time i think i logged off my character i was like all excited because i had like broken a million credits fucking by 
last Sunday I had like four million. I was like, oh, nice. going for my shit. credits. Yeah, and what I really like about it too is as you start getting the bigger ships, especially when you're playing the the ground game, you really get a scope that these ships are fucking huge. <laughs> like some of these ships are really, really big. And uh, it's just cool to get that kind of sense of scale. And uh, and now with the ground game, like if I have a pilot seat or a turret seat in my ship, like if you were playing, Nick, you could jump in my ship with me and, uh, you know, take over the turret or just hang out in the passenger seat as we cruise around and do shit. It's actually even more now. Uh, so if, because uh, I've been doing a little bit in prep work, I haven't picked up uh, Odyssey itself yet, uh, but mm-hmm. I was doing some prep flying with some uh, some buds. And uh, if they have fighters on board, you actually can take over the drone fighters. Get the fuck out. I didn't know that. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's that, awesome. That, that, that was a new feature. Again, it's been, uh, I think, about two years since I last stuck my head into Elite Dangerous. So, you know, finding out that, you know, I was able to do that is like, yeah, yeah, dude. It's like, I got this super, like, decked out you know a super ship and it's like i got fighters and you can you can take over them and it's like yeah 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 let me see that <laughs> like yeah. so yeah we got into, like i forget what it was but it was some huge cruiser thing and he's like yeah just you know do yeah well, we figured out how to do it yeah and yeah and like i got into one of the drone fires and i got like basically uh, you know two dinky lasers but it's like it was like it was completely awesome to just like yeah. instantly jump into the hot seat and you know be able to you know play yeah and i mean with all the combat uh, the cockpits looking like so detailed and different like it's just they, that game has always been decent, but like now I think it's really like it's crossed that threshold into something great. Like I'm just really having fun with it. Um, so yeah, I've been playing a ton of that. Uh, and then my wife, you know, as as we've been hanging out uh, downstairs more often, you know, hanging out in the TV room uh, when the kids go to bed. Obviously, like my wife loves horror, loves horror games, more loves to play co-pilot on horror games while I play it and get the shit scared out of me. <laughs> um, so obviously, you know, Resident Evil Village is big on our radar, and I have it, but I never played through seven. So we're playing through mm. seven now. Gotcha. And Which I think is on Game Pass, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. And um, seven's fucking terrifying. Like. <laughs> I'm not easily scared at games like, you know, you and I have grown up with like the original Resident Evils and the Dead Spaces and like we're pretty used to the game jump scares by now. But oh, my God, there are parts of that game where you're just like, yeah, I got to like I got to take a break after 30 minutes and just like, <laughs> <It's> like woo, <laughs> level out a bit. You know, it's, it's not real now. Like, you know, it's it's really I think the first person view especially adds something pretty terrifying mm-hmm. uh, that you just don't get with a third person, you know, over the shoulder. So we've been playing that. I've been really enjoying it. We're probably maybe three hours in, four hours in at this point. And then uh, also been doing a Red Dead 2 playthrough again. I just oh, nice. it's like it's just my Zen game, man. Like I started from the beginning. It's like we're at the Horseshoe Overlook camp now. We're outside Valentine and like I just like walking around and riding the horse in that game. Like I'm so excited <laughs> to get the fishing pole again. I want to go fishing. And like that's just my game to fucking like hang around and just do stuff and see what happens. I will and, say uh, like Oddly enough, when I when I was playing Red Dead Two, and I probably need to jump back into my, myself, but I found myself doing a lot more of the nature stuff 
in Red Dead 2 than necessarily like the combat stuff. It's just like it's a gorgeous looking game. It is. And I think that's the thing. Like it's such a living, breathing world. Like the first time I played through it, I was much more into like I wanted to see the story. I wanted to understand like, you know, what happens to Marston's character and who's Arthur Morgan. Like I was all in on that. So like I didn't really take as much time to to mess around with the side quests or the nature stuff but now like i'm all in on that like i'm getting all the different herbs i'm making all kinds of different concoctions i'm doing hunting like i'm finding the hunting to be crazy relaxing in that too like it's just fun like oh i snagged a deer put it in the bag of the horse you know got it with my bow bring it back to camp you know fill up the camp food supplies like I don't know why, like, even though I know playing the game, spoiler alert, like, it doesn't mean much in the end, um, it's still really fun, like, it's just a fun game loop, uh, the fishing's fun, playing around with the camera you get from the one guy is really fun, too, uh, I, I found some old pictures that I took in my first playthrough in my, uh, Xbox screenshots, and there's one where I had, like, positioned arthur morgan he had a cigarette in the fishing pole <laughs> and it was just like uh, you know what the guy's living the life right there but um but yeah so i've been doing that and then finally like i've had this weird weird hankering and i just started getting back into this today and i think i'm going to play some more of it uh tomorrow but i've been i've been wanting to play a good world war one combat flight sim Hmm. And there just isn't any, or at least that's what I thought. Like the last good one I had played was freaking uh, Wings on the Amiga. So it's a, oh, we'll wow. just say, <laughs> underutilized genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, this game came out in 2013 called Rise of Flight. Um, and it's a World War One combat sim. Uh, it looks gorgeous to this day. Like they've been doing updates and stuff. It's still very active. They release different planes. Like I highly recommend going through steam, getting it on steam. It's like a free to play version of it now. And then like maybe get one or two of the expansions, the DLCs, read what they are. Like they're on super sale right now too. So you can get it for like three bucks a pop. So I just like to fuck it and got them all. Yeah. And, um, but you basically, like, there's tons of modes to it. Like, I'm just going through training right now. And then there's, like, pre-scripted campaigns that you can do. And those are, like, there's four of them, I think. Four or five. And they're really interesting. And then there's a career mode, which really fascinates me. Where it is an entire dynamic campaign from the start of the war to the end of the war. And, like, you create your pilot you pick the regiment you're going to join. Um, you know, you can name them, uh, choose their background, all kinds of shit. And, like, it's really in-depth as far as the writing. Like, like I chose I was a French nobility. And, like, it had this whole backstory for my character and how I joined <laughs> the Air Force. Like, all right, that's pretty cool. But then, like, yeah, you work your way up the ranks. You start getting involved in, like... Like, you start out, like, I just did a, a, a simple recon mission, which is basically, like, fly over, monitor, like, troop movement. So you kind of got to go back back and forth between these checkpoints that are on your map. And then while I was doing that, um, I spotted a recon balloon. Or not a recon balloon. Um, yeah, a recon balloon. As I was coming back towards my base, that was a German recon balloon. So I was like, 
oh, okay. And I blew the shit out of it. <laughs> like, you ain't spying on us. And then went back to my base and landed and wound up getting, like, extra, you know, accommodation from the uh, our regiment leader because, like, I stopped them from, you know, doing recon on our, our lines and stuff. It was just neat. And it was very, like, natural the way, like, it started out as a simple, you know, recon mission. And then I did a patrol mission. Um, uh, it got the shit kicked out of me because I'm still trying to learn how to, like, fly this damn thing because it's vi- that's... The other thing with this game is they have a ultra realistic flight model, mm. and um, I had to like download a controls profile so I could play it with my my you know imitation 360 controller or Xbox controller whatever, uh, just because that's more comfortable for me at this point with my office setup. Sure. And you know now I'm starting to <clears throat> starting to get it you know jiving and stuff, but it's uh, it's pretty slick, man. It looks really good, like super. Uh, in-depth physics and damage model like the bullets are actually like coming at you in trajectory in real time and like it can hit a certain part of your wing and all of a sudden you're in a problem uh it could hit you in the face (laughs) and then you have a real problem Um, i'm sorry they got us (laughs) they got us right they are (laughs) so yeah i mean it's it's very interesting i'm looking forward to playing a little more of it and seeing if it's as deep as it feels like it is because uh, i i have really i have a lot of fun with games like that that have like a dynamic you know war campaign especially for flight sims like those are the games that are going all out you could tell they've done tons of research like on every single plane it's it's pretty wild so for some like history geek like me i'm i'm having fun messing around with it and we'll see if it uh if it hooks me but i feel like this one definitely has potential to snag my attention for a while and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing with my crazy life in the past month. What's going on with you? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we finally hit the, you know, I think we kind of commented this last time. We were, we were in the bit of the doldrums. Well, now, you know, now we're finally leaving it. Yes. Uh, so playing, playing a whole bunch of the, the new releases and keeping an eye on things. And, uh, also finally, finally got around, uh, well, I say get around, but, you know, fi- finally able to get, uh, my second shot. Uh, actually, oh, good for you. Actually, I think, like, is it my entire? I'm I'm trying to think. Did I have my first shot? There, last time we cast it, I can't remember. You did. I did. Uh, you did. Okay, yeah. So I finally, you know, you know, month has passed, and I, you know, finally got my second shot. Got through it, no problem. Like, it was definitely, you know, I had that. Yeah, and I'm kind of glad I took off. Uh, like I said, that's what I told you. Like, you'll be glad you took the day off. Yeah, I was glad I took the day off. Like, it, basically, it was just like the entire day was just a general level of fatigue. Like, I could tell it's like, you know, it's just like the arm was sore. The rest of the body was like, you know, just, just, it felt sore, you know, kind of like, you know, it's like, but not the kind, you know, it's like where if like, you, you know, you you hike, you know, like 10 miles or. No, it's like when you get like a fever and you get body aches. Yeah, and yeah, yeah it, it was just, very, but it was very mild. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't severe. Like, you know, I could have easily powered through it and worked if I really wanted to. But, you know, it's like, I'm kind of glad I just, I just chilled. Like I and told you, it's a good excuse out. for Ken Burns documentary. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly it. So <laughs> got through it. And then the thing is like, uh, so I got my shot, you know, like Thursday afternoon. Friday was just, just just general malaise and fatigue, and you know just took it easy, stay hydrated. You know that was, that was the important thing. Like mm. I, I, dro- I dropped a ton of water. Yes. <laughs> uh, but then it got to Saturday, and it was just like I woke up, it was like boom, I'm good to go. Like yeah, you know, it's like it was gone. So it was, yeah, it was just perfect. one day usually for me. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was that's for great. me. One day. 
So I'd encourage, I would encourage you out there. If you haven't gotten your, your vaccine shot, I, I would encourage you to go to your local place and try and get one. Just the sense of relief, like especially once that, you pass the two week oh, mark. Yeah. That that's the kicker. It's, you know, it, you know, we were talking about this. Is like, it's like I, I related back to you know the Jaws, you know, thing <laughs> where Quint's like, I was most scared waiting for you to get on the plane. <laughs> yeah, I was just waiting in the water, wondering if he'd be waiting for my turn. <laughs> Yeah, 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 like it was that. Yeah, it's like not only like was it easy to get through, but yeah, it was just very much like a relief to get. You know, it's like okay, finally. Obviously, you know, chances are we'll probably need like booster shots or whatever later on. But yeah, I mean, it's gonna be like a flu shot every year, man. It's yeah, just the exactly. way it's gonna be. And if it has the added benefit of me having to take a day off every time I get it, oh well, <laughs> oh well, oh well, I don't mind. But uh, but yeah, you know, you know, so that, that's a bit of the real life. But yeah, getting on to uh what i've been playing so i think the last since the last time uh playing a whole bunch of stuff so dishonored was on i think it's still on game pass uh i've been playing through that having a blast with that it's very what do you think oh it's so fun the the way it sets up that you know at at first i was a little confused because like it really drops everything in your lap almost all at once i'm not used to that in most games because usually it's like okay you gotta you gotta play a couple levels and you can like maybe choose a path in terms of like skills or whatever and like you know you play some more and then okay now you have access to two more and like no like almost right away you had your choice on which you know kind of like in and i say skills so there's like um you know gadgets uh various like kind of like superpowers that you you know you you get as part of in this world in terms of like teleporting taking over things um Nope. I, I, I kind of relate him to almost like force powers i mean it's, you know yeah. like quasi like jedi without being a jedi um uh and, and, it, and again you can go through the entire level any way you want you can go through stealth mode you can just go like balls to the wall just murdering everyone and what you do i i, I, I learned uh impacts the kind of the next time you go to that same area so yeah like um i think one of the initial areas like i you know i i murdered like half the map <laughs> <laughs> on stream because it's like it's like i was doing okay doing stealth but it's like i'll come around course there'll be a guy right there like who are you <laughs> it's like stab nobody <laughs> nobody <laughs> and, and then i went return to the map next time and there's a lot more rats running around and you know my, my chat was saying like oh yeah like when you murder people like it's gonna get ba- worse in terms of the rat population i'm like oh no yeah dude so I, I love that level of like you know impact and, and it had you know has this very like thief vibe to it. Yes, and yes. And, and I'm very much a fan of thief and uh, multiple ways to like attack yeah, the problem. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's no like strict like oh you must follow the path here. Although and, you know there uh, there is some linearity to it, but yes. for the most part, once you once you enter an area, like you you know any way you'd like to go, you you, you try and find out. Like I said, you find like a sneaky vent to go in. Uh, you can try and you know take over like a rat and sneak in that way through like a rat hole. Uh, you, know, you can charge in through the front door if you want. You know, it's like whatever you want to play, it it will let you do it. And I really appreciate that level of of flexibility. Yeah. Uh, to the place, and it's definitely like some replayability to that too, because that means like okay, you know, did I totally you know goof this up the first time I did it? Okay, let me let me try and see if we do the stealth mode or, or vice versa. Like, let me just go ham with all these powers. You know. Yeah. Yeah um so doing that uh been playing some enlisted uh that's uh and if you don't know what that is basically it's uh, from gaijin who made war thunder um it okay. uses very much the same engine 
in enlisted, but it's, enlisted is designed to be a ground pounder. Um, it, you know, World War II, uh, they've got a couple maps. It is in bay. Yeah, I say you know bay. It's more like early access is the best way to describe it. Right. Um, they have a couple maps. It is free to play, so you know it's like no cost to to try it out. Um, Look at that. I will say, like you can see in, in they're doing the same thing. They kind of did, you know, not same thing, but um, yeah, War Thunder's free too, and you know, so they're kind of doing the same path. You can definitely see they've set it up as like if you really want to get the cool stuff, you're probably going to be paying to move faster, and that's how their 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 pay model is set up. It's basically pay for faster XP. You know, you can pay for kits, and you know, get you know, there's like a you know, you can buy the airplane kit and get that unlocked immediately type of thing. Um, obviously, you'll have no idea how to fly, and and I just unlocked the the airplane, and it, and it is great. It is like full on simulation you know mechanics oh, no shit so if you played the war thunder and you ever played the sim mode in war thunder that's exactly how the flight mechanics work so it, it is it is rough to fly uh fly the plane in that thing which i appreciate because yeah, you know, i appreciate that if it's a true if it's mainly a ground game like yeah you have a crazy advantage if it was yeah, easy exactly you know uh, like the ground i'd say is more arcadey but you know the, both tank and uh, flight are very much sim mode so it, it kind of balances you know those out because those can be crazy overpowered devices mm-hmm. if people have them um and i i now as as with any game there are some very elite you know players out there especially the pilots who are like they'll, they'll stay up the entire time just like strafing like crazy and it's like oh okay, shit no one can take them down um but they can't see so like for a plane they can't see anything on the ground unless the ground units start calling out targets so oh. it's very difficult for them to just like you know kind of you know it's a nice counterbalance exactly whereas on the ground it's like you have a you have a pretty good sense of like okay here you know all your all your friendlies are marked with like you know kind of blue triangles uh you don't see any red for the enemies but you can tell it's like okay no blue triangle i'm shooting <laughs> <laughs> um but the ground part is, is is so fun um and i say this because uh, they have a couple modes uh so they do have a normandy map Oh, nice. Um, nice. And they have a standard like capture the flag or control like or not capture the flag. It's the ABC, uh, you know, uh, conquest mode. Yeah. Uh, but I think the the true highlight is the defense mode, and is literally it, the the Normandy Beach defense mode is literally saving Private Ryan. You are you know if you're the Americans, you are literally stepping off the landing craft into a That's hail dope. of bullets. And and vice versa, if you're playing, you know, the axis, you know, you, you're just like you're just mowing them down as they they approach oh, you on the beach fun. from the bunkers, and and it, and you think that like oh is that like completely unbalanced? Like the way they have it set up, if your team is organized enough, you can like push you know past the bunkers into like yeah. the 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 surrounding countryside and whatnot. And it, it like again like the experience like as soon as I start playing, and the thing is you can't select it. You have to have to like wait for it to come up and randomly. So it's like right, right. You choose. Um, they break it down to campaign. So basically, if you want to play the Normandy Beach, you basically choose the Normandy campaign, and then you know what will happen is it'll kind of go through its different modes and and map sections too. So Normandy okay. right now is broken down into I think like four different map sections. There's like the beachhead, uh, the town with like a church tower. So it, you know it, yeah, it again, again uh, yeah, yeah. It, it looks like yeah, you know, like they Versus seriously park, exactly yeah something like that. I mean, it, it, you know, it looks like the, the end scene of Saving Private Ryan with the church tower. So it's like they're either drawing like heavily from that or just like, you know, you know, obviously like Band of Brothers, too, could be. Yeah, 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 very much that, too. Yeah. 
and then they have like a swamp land and so it'll kind of rotate through those maps and in the, the different modes but yeah like you, when when I, I just love it when normandy beach comes up and it's defense mode like i don't care which side i'm playing on like it is fun, fun either way yeah it is absolutely fun and then and the thing is uh you do have to like level your squad so there's a whole like huge leveling mechanic unlocking weapons and whatnot um, but it doesn't give you like completely new weapons. I feel like you can be very capable. Like most of the, the weapons you start off uh, with your starter squad is basically bolt action. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, early war stuff and exactly. Yeah. You do get the grand on the ally side. Um, and, uh, so you think like, okay, yeah, you're not gonna have fast firing, but the, the gun is super accurate. It's basically a one shot kill. If you can, you know, yeah. nail the aim. As you go along, like you'll get access to like the machine, the submachine guns, the machine guns, which are more powerful for like room clearing. Because like, yeah, when you swing into a room and you're just like bang, bang, and you're like kind of yeah, dancing around, hoping you're gonna you, be dead, hoping yeah. you don't die. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you know, you, you know, if you have a machine gun, you can just kind of enter and spray and pray. Um. Now, obviously, that that's the weaponry, and so far it's sounding like okay, this is just your standard, you know, World War II shooter. Well, I think the big difference that stands out with enlisted in my mind is uh again i mentioned the squad and so you'll you know you'll have access to you know there, i mean there's a ton of squads that you can set up in game but you'll have access to i think actively four or five uh, on the free version then i think you get like six or seven yeah uh, if you do the premium and what'll happen is uh you'll go you'll move along and you'll say you'll start off with say like a squad of five you select and the thing is when you're the guy that you're originally playing dies you will instantly like zip to one of the other members in your squad hopefully they haven't been shot yet and so you'll instantly just keep playing so it's not a matter of like oh i'm on a i'm on a death screen let me respawn it'll be like an awesome mechanic it, it very much is and you can kind of like do this body swap during play so let's say like okay i'm I'm on my, my squad leader he has the stuff i need but he he already checked his grenade so i i, I want a guy with a grenade so you, you know press the y button boom switch to one of your other squad members who hasn't used his grenade yet that is uh, a dope idea and, and it's fantastic yeah exactly and it's fantastic because when you actually encounter the enemy you'll encounter you know like obviously they're actual players but he's surrounded by his like npc squad so you really don't know who you're shooting at like you know obviously if someone's like you know jump bunny jumping around say like, okay there, there's the player type of thing but if they kind of you know they they set up the ai in such a way that they kind of follow you enough that it's hard to tell like who are you shooting wow. at so so you can and it's and it kind of it, it, it rewards itself in a sense because you'll get these super high kill counts as a result. Now, obviously, it's not all players. Yeah, that's saying, because you'll be taking care of, like, some of the, the, the bot MP- slash. Yeah, yeah. Bot, bot slash that's NPCs, yeah. awesome. But, it, yeah, it, and it adds to that that sense of the battlefield uh, uh, aspect. So there there may only be, like, 15, 20 players running around, but there'll be, you know. Yeah, that's, time... like, 100 people. Yeah, exactly. Look, that's why, the, the you know, the Normandy Beach scene looks so crazy, because you have everyone in their squads that's rolling so cool. up. And it's just like, yeah, there's this, you know, I say sea of soldiers coming at you if you're on the other side, but it's like, yeah, it's like, it makes total sense. I, I think they're downloading it out. now, but it's going to fuck Craig up, but I'm oh, definitely yeah, yeah, downloading yeah. this like, up. It, it's definitely worth a check out. I would say, to, you know, I, I would highly recommend, you know, un- unless you're really going to commit to it, it's like, don't go, you know, don't, you don't need to go all in on the premium. Just yeah, enjoy no. it like, like, you know, an hour. It, it's one of those games, like, enjoy it like no more than an hour and at a time. And yeah. you'll have you'll have a blast. You'll you, you, the unlocks come at a really decent pace, cool. and 
and again they're, they're you know they got um i think they're working on four maps I, you know there's a normandy map um there's a berlin map uh which is, nice. is like basically the fall of berlin yep at, yeah at the end of the war uh there's the defense of moscow uh Ooh. so so you know, you know you get the russians and the and the germans going at it um and i think they're working on i think the uh, i want to say tunisia so it's like you know basically like Africa oh nice core. So yeah kind of all the main core theaters yeah That's and dope. and you know again it's an early access but um, i'm hoping they kind of you know because they, if they take this concept they could really go into any theater uh yeah. you know the pacific theater um and it'll feel it'll feel legit you know yes. with like you say yes. with the soldier count like that's yeah. such a great idea yeah it, it, I, I thought it was the most clever thing when i finally like you know looked into it and and you know played it and it's like oh man th this is actually pretty pretty fun um yeah no yeah. i'm definitely gonna grab that <laughs> yeah yeah it's it, yeah, again it's free so it's like it, it's definitely worth it you know if you're if you're looking just to like have a you know good you know i'd say rounds take about 30 minutes 20 30 minutes so it's like if you minimal like that amount of time yeah. to have fun it's like yeah it, it's awesome hell yeah no uh, I'm, it, I'm gonna try that out that sounds great yeah and then the last game I'm playing, uh, which I've been looking forward ever since they announced it, was Subnautica 2. Well, Subnautica Below Zero, but basically Subnautica 2. You have um, been waiting. Oh, man. Like, like I love the first one, and I've been, I've been playing the second one here to death. Uh, I think I've already got like you know, 30, 40 hours in it or so. Wow. Um, yeah, it's just like, it's like oh, i got to play more. I haven't <laughs> even beaten it yet. <laughs> I, I, I just keep like wandering around and exploring and like building out my bases and stuff. Uh, but yeah, having a blast, like it's very much like if you love Subnautica 1, it's more of the same yet still kind of, you know, introducing new new things to it. Uh, there's a new like kind of surface blizzard mechanic, which is pretty fun. And, uh, uh, and again, some new surprises, uh, I think, for the even the underwater uh, component but yeah it's like if you enjoyed subnautica one subnautica two is absolutely worth uh, a pickup and play i have it i bought it in early access i still haven't played it because i haven't beaten subnautica one which i'm still <laughs> going through I, yeah i would recommend doing that like it's not critical but there are some story elements that will kind of help fill in the gaps uh yeah. for subnautica two yeah and I, i'm digging it like I, I love the game so far it's another it's kind of a zen game for me until i start going above those dark black <laughs> oh yeah and then like, it's not yeah, so much yeah, yeah the, the, the oscillation from zen to terror is very quick <laughs> <laughs> no that's awesome dude i i look i really look forward to playing that one um but yeah no you got me thinking with uh dishonored uh danny and us uh producers over at noclip uh, Danny just did a Dishonored documentary on NoClip. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's free. Just pull it up on YouTube. It's a phenomenal look at how that game was made um, and just what went into it. And, like, the fact that you're appreciating, like, some of the stuff the developers were like, we really wanted to show, like, how your actions impact, you know, each area or whatever. And mm -hmm. it's, that was, like, a big thing for them. So, yeah, it's totally worth the watch it's really really good um let's see other release highlights yeah like you said it's it's all rolling now we got resident evil village um let's talk hood for a minute i haven't sure. i have only had time at this point to play through the tutorial um okay so you can at least play i, I watched gameplay i haven't I, like i picked it up myself but i haven't got around to like actually playing it yet i need to do that Okay, I, w I was figuring you probably had played a few matches. So, uh, the tutorial's great. 
Um, I am looking forward to playing a multiplayer match with friends. Yes. Um, it just seems like this game would be better than just doing randos. Um, I'd say my my only complaint is I wish there was some kind of like single player bot NPC mode. Like that's mm. how the tutorial works, and it's actually really fun. Like I would love to be able to to just play the game because it's very interesting. Like the characters and the take on the Robin Hood legend that they're doing is super super interesting, and like I would love more of a story mode to like sure. dive into it. But that being said. Um, what I have played seems pretty solid. I'll reserve any opinions until we can get some <laughs> some multiplayer time in. I will. Yeah. I will say it, it is enjoyable watching. You know, uh, watched a few streams of it so far. And it's like, yeah, it's fun it to watch. It's fun definitely to watch. fun to watch. And yeah, but I'm I'm in the same boat. It's like I, I kind of want to. You know, it's wanting to play with friends as opposed to necessarily randos. You know, but but yeah, yeah. no, it's it's fun to watch too. Like. The game loop in that is is very very fun. I mean, to watch at least. Uh, let's see. Yes, Bio Mutant dropped. Uh, was it hmm. yesterday? It, it, is it out yet? Because I know no, it's out. I, I've been seeing like previews and whatnot from various streams. Yeah. No, no, it's out. Um, it's <laughs> and like this is one of those. Um, I I kind of this one I'm gonna wait till game pass. Mm -hmm. uh, just because everything sounds pretty lukewarm on it like there's some really great ideas but it just gets repetitive so it's kind of like all that's, right that's kind of what i got from watching the the preview streams like it's like it like very pretty world uh yeah beautiful wrong. world um but it's just like yeah it's just like it's just kind of there no, nothing it's nothing not really nothing new. any nothing groundbreaking yeah so, yeah, um, again, not bad, but you know, just kind of there. So it's like, hmm. I yeah. and I think I'm in the same boat. Like, yeah, I'll wait for something, you know, like to hit Game Pass or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I just I got too much to play right now, and that's not going to be I think that's part of it. It's like there's a lot. You know, I'm like I having fun with all this other stuff right now. Yeah, and then I just remembered the other thing I've been dabbling in because it just released this week. Why well, I, I got I had ordered. Uh, like the deluxe edition and it gave me like a three days earlier early access for uh shin megami tensei three ah. nocturne uh, i love the persona series and i've never really gotten to play smt uh whereas like persona is role-playing but also like there's the whole social aspect of like building connections with your friends because then that makes your like rpg and battle elements better uh, it unlocks powers and stuff. It's a neat idea, but SMT three is more like kind of like dark Final Fantasy meets like Pokemon is the only way I can describe hmm. it. Where like you can convince these other demons to join you to join your party, and like there's tons of them, and they're they're all different kinds. They look different. They have different weaknesses and strengths, and you actually need to build like a pretty diverse party. So that you can handle, like, oh, this demon's weak to this, and 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 because the fights get harder, and if you're just trying to like slam into the, you know, with a brick wall or whatever, it's just not going to work. Um, so this is a really neat strategy to it. Um, the story is interesting, it's very fucking weird, but I like it so far. Uh, but yeah, so that one I'm I'm looking forward to diving into. I know that's a favorite of Travis, uh, our old co-host. Uh, he's the one that kind of got me into that series. Uh, but yeah, that's out. 
and people seem to love it. It's a pretty really good remaster from what I've been understanding. So it's very cool. This next one is all you. I did not see this yet. Yeah, so uh, this uh, actually, I think I just caught it this, was it this morning or late last night? Uh, but the Unreal Engine 5 demo dropped, um, at least, you know, publicly. Um, very snazzy looking. And, very, and, and it's kind of, you know, this is kind of a behind the scenes thing. Like, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a game. Obviously, it's designed to make games, being the Unreal Engine. Right. And it, I, th- I think it's important to, you know, kind of see, like, what stuff do developers get access to? Like, what are we going to be seeing? Yeah. Um, and, and especially, like, things to look out for. Because, you know, like, uh, you know, I don't know if it's come with age or just like, you know, just, you know, being more aware of these kind of things, especially with like Kickstarters, where uh, I guess the common thing right now is to literally take like, you know, you know, various engines, you know, be it Unreal or whatever. Mm. And obviously they have asset kits on, you know, as part of the engine and literally slap things together quickly and then, you know, get a Kickstarter, quote unquote. And, you know, it's like, and try and dupe people into like, give me money for stuff and then never produce something, you know? Yeah. Um, that, you know, it was an odd thought thought process as I was going through. It's like because I was watching. It's like, man, this is like really sharp stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, this is all the stuff we'll, you'll have in the demo. In our, not the demo, but the uh, you know the the software the kit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh wow, like someone really could you know pull a number on this because like it, it, like crazy <laughs> really sharp. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like really sharp environmental stuff. Uh, they had like kind of a fight with a you know they set up a fight with a golem and whatnot and. and uh, it's really cool to see, like, kind of like some of the automation and, and level of of uh, uh, setup that you can actually do for like game sequences, and That's like cool. they even had like sound in, you know, like a whole sound like you know pathing tree of like, okay, you power up, and then it goes into this decision tree of like, okay, you know, and they and they explain like, you know, like this golem fire up sound, like, okay, here, here's what it looks like, and it's like it, you know. Obviously, I don't know the the finer details, but I, like I can I can make sense of like what they're showing. It's like, oh, this is actually pretty nifty. It's wild. I'm gonna have to watch that. I love that shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely look it up. You know, it just came out, um, and I think they're really releasing the the engine to developers soon. Um, but again, it, it, for anyone who likes to see behind the stuff, uh, seeing stuff, it's it, it's very informative. I think. In terms of you know what we'll see going forward, and you know it's like you know if if anyone's using the Unreal Engine in general, uh, obviously this is five, but uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's you know interesting to see like where will the uh, where will the industry go with this? Yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna check that out. And then I just I just added because you were I saw one of your later entries is to do with VR. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you have you heard of Dino yet? I, 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 the name has come up. I can't picture what, oops, hit the microphone. Uh, <laughs> I can't picture what it is though. Um, check out the video I posted in, uh, uh, or the post I did in the save point, and Jeremy posted a few clips of it. But it's basically like, it's VR, kind of if Hero Quest, the board game. Oh, that's that, D- it's, it's like a D&D board, isn't it? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that looks super cool. It's amazing. Like they only have one campaign right now, and they're planning on expanding uh, quite a bit because the game is now hugely successful. I think more than they anticipated. But just so many things stand out graphically. It's gorgeous. The engine is amazing. Like just so well put together. 
so bolted top top notch to where it's like oh you do this and you can zoom in close to the board and it looks like you're standing right next to your character like yeah you can, yeah, yeah dude like you can zoom in you could pick up the characters and we realized if you tilt them over it has like the sticker on the bottom that says that you know it's made in sweden <laughs> um, clever and the figures are super detailed. Like there, there was a, a really funny clip of us, you know, because we were it was me, Jeremy, uh, and his buddy uh, Sean, and we were we were having a few drinks and playing the game, and um, we got to the final boss, and she's like this giant, nasty ogress looking, I don't even know. And Jeremy just picked her figurine up, and he's like, she's got folds. She's got dirty cankle folds. Look at this. <laughs> It's, it was like the level of detail, and again, just no, we didn't run into any bugs, and it was so well put together. Like you actually roll the dice, um, well, and then as you play, like you're building a deck of skills for your character class, and like you get money, you know, with the money that you get during the the floor run, you then use to purchase cards, which you know are skills that you can then use on your next run, and like. It is just so solid. Uh, we wound up, like I said, we got to the boss, and I had this one card in my deck that I had chosen uh, after we completed the second floor, and it was real expensive, but I was like, man, if this works like it says, like, how do you pass this up? And it's called Coin Flip. <laughs> and basically, uh, if it lands on, uh, you know, I think heads or whatever, mm -hmm. it will pretty much kill whatever you casted it at. If it lands on tails, I think nothing happens or it opens you up to, like, massive vulnerabilities. Oh, so you're pretty much going to be dead on your next hit. And the final boss has, like, a shit ton of HP. We were, like, worn down, and it was just one of those, like, I'm like, fellas, what do you think? Should I just do it? They're like, yeah, do it. And I casted it, and all of a sudden there's a coin in my hand. I had to throw the coin up in the air. And then it landed on heads, and we're like, yes! And then, <laughs> all of a sudden, she, the boss dies, and we're like, oh, shit. And then, like, we thought we'd have to go to the chest, and all of a sudden, you hear the chest open, and, like, we see the ending scene, so I'm like, did we just win? Holy shit, we just won! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, we it, we played, it was a couple hours. I think we played, I think it was, like, a two- or three-hour session, and we didn't even realize it. Like, we were having so much fun. The way they integrate the multiplayer in that, like, again, there was just it was so solidly put together. No bugs, no annoyances, and the the gameplay is just top-notch. I cannot recommend Demio enough. If you have VR and, like, you want to play some D&D-style stuff with friends that you haven't seen in a while, like, we had incredible fun playing that game. I can't wait to play it again, actually. That was a nice. good time. But. All right, so that's all the releases and all the crazy shit that's come out since we talked last. We had some news. Oh, boy, do we have some news. <laughs> some some uh, interesting news, too. Some as well. interesting news and some great news. I'll let you take this first one. This shit just makes me scratch my head. Yeah, so uh, it came out that Ubisoft is looking to switch to more high-end free-to-play model. And, you know, I just talked about a free-to-play model with it, you know, listed. Obviously, that's Gaijin, though. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but, you know, I think they're looking to more take a page from my like Activision with, I think Warzone is, is free to play if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So I, I think they're, you know, and they're looking to basically kind of move their like Tom Clancy series uh, primarily like uh, they're kicking off with um, 
uh, what's called Heartland, which will be part of the Division series. So if you mm-hmm. play Division One and Two, it'll be kind of set in the same universe. Uh, but it'll be uh, Heartland is uh, it debuted uh, as part of. I think I don't know if it was tied in with this announcement, but it's kind of a, around the same time, and that's going to be a free to play model. Um, but you know, obviously, obviously there is money involved because it's you know it's usually like uh, I believe Warzone is like you know obviously there's um, uh, visual ki- or uh, you know cosmetics, but I, uh, I think there's some XP boosters. I'm not I'm not exactly sure. Okay. I haven't, look too deeply into that but but it's an interesting take take because obviously activision has already done with their call of duty ubisoft is now doing it um like you know why the shift are we going to see more i mean ea's kind of done it with apex legends as well that was that's free to play uh model it's like have and you know i guess that's what it is the battle pass because you know apex legends does the battle pass uh, i believe Warzone does. Fortnite does. Warzone's going to be, yeah, or is already doing it, I believe. So, yeah, are are they going to more that that battle pass as a method to you know keep funding? And in, I don't know where I sit with this because you know it it sits in an interesting place because in you know we talked about this in a previous one I know where um you know uh, you know I I think it was I was talking about like Sea of Thieves is is doing kind of a battle pass system you know for their Mm -hmm. their new content. But it creates this general uh, FOMO, you know, fear of missing out, uh, yeah. to entice the players players to keep, you know, not only playing but obviously pay into the battle pass system so you can get these cool cosmetics that you, you know, and you know, and this is universal. I mean, like you know, oh, yeah. especially when it comes to gamers, if there's something that you can have that someone else can never get, and you can lord it over them, you know, players will do it. <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> I mean, it goes without saying it's it's not a game exclusive thing either. I mean, outside the gaming world, I mean, this takes place. Anything that can do that will do that. Exactly. Like, you know, know, I say it's somewhat human nature, but yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's kind of that it's and I I don't know how I feel about that. Like, because usually I don't I don't go in for the battle passes. Like, you know, I, I think I'm trying to remember if I ever did it um like like i'll do if it's free like you know i'll, I'll happily play I mean, if, if you can play it for free and unlock the yeah, battle exactly. pass stuff then yeah again i'll go back to see if these like yeah yeah it's like the battle you know pass thing is going on around they have a free portion and you know the buy-in portion like free portions like yeah it's like uh, i don't mind free stuff and you know i enjoy the game so i'll play it yeah. get free stuff why not um yeah. so i don't mind that aspect but it's like it's like i don't know where i feel where like suddenly there's this huge shift of everyone's doing it now it's like mm, what is so going like, on I- I feel like when it comes to certain kinds of games, if they're going to do it as like a game as a service, like let's take Hood, for example. Sure, sure. If Hood has a really solid roadmap and it looks like it's going to be a game in the long term, I don't care so much for the battle passes as long as you're adding content to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That A, you know, we can generally experience for free. Yeah, if you want to lock the cool cosmetic shit, like go ahead. There are people that will pay a butt ton for that kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. And pay like, for your I, digital pixels yeah i mean i i understand you know like that that loop of it um and if you're gonna have something pay for you know just to access and play it like it better be substantial like it better be fucking good and add a ton to the game um but i mean i i think we've seen though like you know the industry has backed off that kind of like exclusivity behind you know, it's like if you buy yeah. the DLC and and, and you know, if you don't have it, then you can't play it. Like it's it, 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 it seem you know, and I think along with this, where it's like 
yeah, you'll you'll have access, quote unquote, to the DLC, but you'll need either need a friend to do it, and or it'll be there, but you won't have all the cool stuff like the, either like a new class or, or like you know, Odyssey is a great example. Like you yeah, just yeah, well, yes, yes, that one's actually a little more painful in that people playing an Odyssey are kind of in a a, a different instance. Like all of your guild stuff will be there, but like, and I, if I understand it right, like, but you will be kind of in different worlds with the people that don't have it. Yeah. So like, yeah. It's like, yeah, obviously, you know, you can interact with, you know, like Odyssey people can interact with everyone else. Everyone can interact with them, but obviously they can't go down. Yeah. To they the can't planet, go to the ground or the ground like component. That. Yeah. So, you know, probably, yeah, probably elite dangerous is, is still kind of that, that view of like, if you don't have it, you can't participate in it. Right. But you but can still play like Brawlhalla, play which is, you know, Brawlhalla, which is pretty neat. Yep. You know, it has its like little battle pass stuff, but then they still have like cosmetics that are completely locked behind a paywall where it's like, oh, you're going to have fucking Daryl from The Walking Dead or Lara Croft from Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever. And I, I, I don't know. I don't really care. Um, Like, I just hated, you know, like the initial pass at this, I always look back at like Battlefront 2, you know, when, when Star Wars Battlefront uh, mm-hmm. came out. Mm-hmm. And it was like, in order to even get the characters, like like iconic characters to play as or whatever, it was just an absurd push for paying to do yeah. it. Yeah. Like that's where you're killing it for me. But if it's like reasonable to where it's like if it's something I really gave a shit about and it's like, yeah, you know what, I'll buy the pot- battle pass. Like I would really like to have that particular whatever what's it. Um and I'm wondering if th- if this is like the natural yeah, I say natural path, but but kind of you know the result of like the anti loot box stuff because I mean we we, oh, we, we kind of see this one thousand percent why yeah yeah I mean we kind of see these ebb and flows obviously the game industry you know as with any industry that you know they kind of test you know I say test but uh, you know utilize aspects of like yeah their business they got to make money so it's like totally. loot boxes were the big thing but obviously now like governments are pushing way back on that you know a lot of places you know, like they're either a lot of places that see it as gambling. Yeah, it's like you got to be signing up for gambling license stuff, and it's not it's necessarily illegal, but it's, it's very much like you got to go through a lot of hoops now in many oh, countries yeah. to you know be selling loot boxes and whatnot. So you yeah. see, you know, they see, you know, now now they're shying away from that because you know obviously that's too much work to try and pull off. Uh, so now it's like, I, you know, I think I think Battle Pass is kind of like the new thing where it's like, okay, it's this constantly reoccurring subscription. So yep. you know, and obviously you're getting stuff out of it. It's, it's not gambling. Uh, if but if everybody's same, getting the same thing out of it for paying for it, very true. Then it's but not. At, yeah. But at the same time, you know, it also kind of has this like you got to keep playing. You know, again, it goes oh, back yeah. to the FOMO thing. And in uh, for me, it's it's it, it's a love hate relationship with the FOMO where it, it's like even I am susceptible to this. Where it's like, oh yeah, I really want that one thing there. You know that that that's part of this season, so I want to at least grind enough to to do that. Yeah. Um. But uh, I will say that, you know, it, 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 there, there was a game that I was playing for a good while. I've stopped, I, 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 you know, basically I stopped at Cold Turkey about a year, year ago because I got fed up with, like, where it was going. Uh, but basically, it was, it was ramming, basically, these events down the player's throat. Like, it used to be where, like, you know. It wouldn't space... be the game they flew you out for, would it? It, it might have been. It might have been. Oh, shit, really? <laughs> wow. Um, 
Yeah, I noticed that when I was playing too. Yeah, um, it's like like it, the it, Warhammer stuff. I was like, "What the yeah, fuck?" Exactly. It's like it used to be like the events were spaced out enough, and it's like, okay, you could actually enjoy it. You could you you know enjoy it. And you, it didn't feel like a job. You could play the content. You can get the content. But it got to the point where they were overlapping. Like there were two events, three events, all happening at the same time. And in order to you know get everything you wanted out of that you yeah you know, you, you know, well no it wasn't even pay well no i take it back they were moving to a pay like you know you had to pay to you know get it successfully or you had to grind your brains out yeah. and it was just getting to a ridiculous point and i was i you know it basically got like it, like there, i got to a point and you know broke my back and and it's like you know what i'm walking away I, i've had enough of this like yeah you know, now you know i certainly have my appreciation for for World War II ships <laughs> and uh, whatnot, <laughs> but, uh, but but it, it only like, goes so far. But it only goes so far. It's like like and the thing is like it, you know obviously it was, it was one of those weird things. Where like after you know the first you know month or two, it was like I got the shakes, but it's like but now it's like I look back, it's like I enjoyed my time playing, but I hated by the end of it that like basically I was logging in, I wasn't having, I, you know, I wasn't playing to have fun anymore it was yeah you were just playing to get the stuff get the stuff just to keep just to keep up type of thing it's like you know what you know that that was the quitting point and that's the delicate dance these companies are gonna have to walk yeah yeah and 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 that's where it's kind of this mixed issue because obviously again it's like you know you know others like you know i can casually play it's like yeah it's like yeah i don't care about the end goal thing for whatever this is or or they make it easy enough that that you can get to the end of the end of the season you know uh of items and not feel like you know you have to grind your brains out but like i almost feel like i i saw you know the the inevitable end of where 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 they could take it it's like yeah you get to a point where it's like it's multiple events happening at the same time or the grind is so steep yeah that you just your only option is to pay exactly and 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 that's that's what worries me it's like as long as it state keeps it casual it's like okay it's like you have plenty of time to grind this there's no rush you know you know it's like if you play like one hour every week is more than enough to get to the end like to me that's comfortable yeah and and, appropriate and there are still going to be people that are going to be like i don't have that time so i'll just buy it i think it's cool yeah and and i have no problem with ideas like it's like obviously if you have the money but don't have the time it's like nothing wrong with that but i do think you're a really good example of there are games that are going to cross that line and mm-hmm. you're going to lose a lot of players, especially yes. core players that have been supporting you from early days. And that's when they're either going to do one of two things. They're either going to shift back and be more reasonable or they're going to try to go all in and eventually they'll be gone in a year or two. Like it's just yeah. not going to be sustainable. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that it, We'll see. I, I think if as long as they're dancing the dance, uh, in the right way, I'm for it. And but I also think, um, the companies that don't do it right, those games are just not going to last. They won't be around long enough. Or 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 they're they they'll accept the high churn rate. I mean that's that's what happens. Like you're going to have all these you know new players coming in like really excited, but their longevity really won't last because like it's like you either got to like you know again grind your brains out or you know pay through the roof just to keep up it's not and, sustainable that's not going to be and, a sustainable and model and you know they'll they'll just spit them out you know and you know like basically all they're focused on then is just the churn of new players like they're not they're not you know looking to keep the veteran players around and those veteran that do keep around like they they you know don't, don't care about anymore. yeah so uh, yeah i agree it'll be interesting to see but, 
Anyway, that's where that goes. <laughs> I digress. It's interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, all right, uh, Vive. I'll I'll give you this one as well. Yeah, oh, uh, that's disappointing. Yeah, about uh, two weeks ago now, I think, uh, Vive revealed uh, there are two new systems, Pro 2 uh, and the Focus 3. Uh, it was actually interesting to watch because it wasn't really, um, uh, I say traditional, it felt more like a GDC, uh, probably, present style presentation than necessarily what we see at like E3 or any other yeah. like, more gamer-oriented. Like like their their conference, their virtual conference, I should say, uh, was very much geared towards like the developers slash um, like business level, okay. you know. So it's very dry material. Like I, I was basically like kind of watching it during my lunch break, and it's like, <laughs> it's like okay, they're shutting this off. I'm bored to death. Um, on some of the some of it was interesting, but a lot of it was it was you know just like none of it was like almost gaming at, related at all. Uh, but it's also interesting. It's like that's how they're they're kind of marketing it. Uh, but Pro Two, is, Pro Two is designed to be the prosumer level. It's kind of an upgrade of the Vive Pro. If, if you're familiar with that that mm -hmm. uh, headset, it, it looks very much the same. Has you know increased um, uh, pixel and whatnot, and uh, you know surround sound uh, uh, speaker system or not speaker, but uh, uh, audio system built in. Mm -hmm. um, nothing. I mean, nothing super too advanced. It's like, oh yeah, I got to jump on that right now. Uh, and then their focus three was definitely like their business application oriented stuff. And and that was a little more interesting just to see what they're trying to do with virtual reality within, you know, the business sphere. Uh, a lot of this is like, you know, training for like firefighting or um, police or even like, you know, like industrial workers of like, you know, dealing with like, you know, you know, plant meltdown, not, not in the gaming aspect. Like you think it'd be, you know, it might be cool. Like I, I know there's a, there's like a Chernobyl game, like cleanup crew game, I think <laughs> coming, not VR, but related, but, um, but it's interesting to, again, to see this. And, but at the same time, like it, every, it, the biggest thing I, I got out of this though, was like, you know, they're kind of pushing the hardware, um, some neat stuff for like, you know, for museums, obviously, you know, yeah. bringing up like, you know, the fact that COVID, you know, put everyone indoors and now it's like, museums are uh you know obviously museums are coming back but but there's definitely like the year of struggle where it's like you know no one could go to the museum and appreciate you know whatever they happen to have whereas something with like a vr you know head setup like you could take a virtual tour of the museum and i think a lot more um you know museum and and art uh and everything from like the arts to you know like the aquarium and things like that were, yeah that's super are, cool. are starting to look into these types of things whereas they really didn't do it before because you know before you know it's like there's no need <laughs> yeah there's no need you know and if people saw you know it, it kind of lived in this weird world of like if people saw this stuff online then they wouldn't necessarily visit the museum i actually feel like the opposite because i mean yeah that would make me want to go yeah exactly like during quarantine like you know, I, you know i've been watching like you you know, uh, some of the museum uh, ships. Uh, so like the, the New Jersey has their own channel, uh, Massachusetts, uh, USS Massachusetts up in Fall River has their own channel and they've been doing like regular video releases of like parts oh, of the awesome. ship. It would just been really cool. It's like, oh man, I really want to go back and visit it. Um, but yeah, so it, it kind of lives in this weird space and they talk about that. You know, it's like how, you know, it's like before museums were really reluctant to kind of look into this stuff. But now, now they're looking into it because they, they, you know, obviously it can be an, uh, revenue uh avenue yeah revenue generator absolutely and you know it's a way of like getting people <laughs> informed and actually you know eventually go to the you know like you said like like i'm more encouraged like you know i see you know, if I see it virtually it's like i really want to go and see it in person you know because like yeah 
there, there there's a stark difference to you know seeing something virtually it's like yeah i want to go see that now like in person and re- really get that sense of you know scale or or you know a sense of awe or whatever you know by going there but yeah no that's that's really really wild yeah like, i could yeah, very cool. So, like, I'm eager to see where this goes, but at the same time, like, there's no no real software. Like, there's no like you know, you know museum, you know, night at the museum app, you know, or whatever. Like, yeah, you think they would yeah. develop as a result of this, and there really isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, same way, like, you know, the, obviously, yeah, I mentioned they didn't have anything gaming wise. There's basically no software propelling the hardware forward, and I know we we've, we've it's never a good about, sign. Yeah, never a good sign. Obviously, we're you know. They were not focused on the gaming side of the VR, but this this goes to obviously I think you know even when we see new consoles, it's like you gotta have the software you gotta behind have it, it to push the gotta hardware forward. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that fares. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I, yeah I'm eager to see you know, like you know um, I'm hoping we'll see some Stadia. more VR games. I feel like VR like you know outside of, like you mentioned Demio was great, but like there hasn't been any good VR titles as of late. I'm kind of bummed. Yeah, you know? not uh, not lately. I mean, like I said, Demio really showed, I think, the big potential of this medium, especially for multiplayer gaming. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of potential there. I mean, we'll see what happens. I. I VR is is starting to find some strides, so let's we'll see what happens in the next few months. Yeah, exactly. But, Tell me about the next one. I, I, yes. I forgot to put this on there, but I did see some of this, and I I know this is this is your bread and butter right here, oh, baby. Yep, Paradox <laughs> announced uh, the next upcoming. Um. Uh, fuck. Sorry. Yes, the next upcoming Crusader Kings three expansion, Royal Court looks amazing uh, as somebody who adores crusader kings 3 with over 250 hours in it now um the expansion sounds very very interesting where it's adding an entire layer to a uh, your royal court where like you actually now be like there's a whole new uh, mechanic called grandeur uh that is going to be like currency that you can use but in order to get that like you have to have to like if you're a king it's it's mainly to to encourage you to go from like duke to king and now you have they want to like set the big difference between like yeah you're a duke with like two vassals and a, a small territory but now that you're a king like you have to hear people that are going to come in with petitions and they're going to want you to do something or your vassals are going to have you know demands and you're going to have to choose how to um how to handle that there's a whole bunch of more like deeper mechanics to it um, it sounds really great. I'll obviously be getting it just because I, I can't get enough of that game. I, I'm still having so much fun with it. Uh, there's no release date yet, still in early stages. And the same can be said for the next big Paradox reveal, uh, which has finally left the land of memedom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Victoria 3 yeah. is getting released. And uh, Vic- Vicky 2 is a very, very uh, popular game in the Paradox Grand Strategy series. Kind of the politics, industrial, mercantile, trading simulator. Super, super, super deep strategy game. Uh, it's one I still haven't gotten all my handle on yet, and I have to, you know, look into it. But I know the third game is eagerly anticipated by, you know, a subgroup of Paradox fans. And if they handle it as well as they did Crusader Kings 3, I will most certainly be picking that up. Yeah, I was, uh, I was watching some of their stream and it looked super interesting. It's going, I guess, from what eighteen hundreds to the nineteen early nineteen hundreds. Yep. Yeah, yep, basically kind of covering that, you know, industrialization period, um, and and you know that kind of whole like 
era, like the railroad and all that stuff. Um, so it's going to be really, really interesting. And I can't, I, like I said, I, I can't wait to play it. Uh, it. Paradox games are just notoriously deep, and once you understand them and get a really good handle on them, like it's just fun. It's it's a fun. They, they call them story generators, but just the stuff that happens in your game, you're just like, oh my god, sure. like, I, just have to, I just have to type this up in a post. Like this is absolute <laughs> insanity. And uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing that, and I'll, I'll be following that over the next couple of months, and we'll see how it goes. Very um, nice. I, yes. I, I'm I'm eager to see where that goes, and I and I, I know you didn't put it on here, but I think uh, also there's there's a lot of stuff happening with like Heart of Iron Four. Uh, they're putting in like more modularity, like yeah, actually, there's like, more to that. So I should have put that fleets on there. and tanks and and stuff. So like it it, was, it seemed like a really big day for Paradox. Like man, they're, they're doing a ton of stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, they, they definitely I think uh, hit some home runs with the fan base. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Yeah, Hearts of Iron 4 is another one I got to get into. Uh, just because that's that's a really in-depth game, though. That's one that oh, I know yeah. is going to take me a while. Like, that's like working with supply lines and shit, and I just was never that deep of a war strategy gamer. But, you know, I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, the next one, so I put this in to be snarky. But <laughs> this, this crossed my mind this week, you know, as I'm playing the Elite Odyssey expansion. And it's so funny, I actually just read an article today that kind of put it in a little bit of perspective. I think it was somebody on Kotaku that was playing uh, Star Citizen. But basically what I was saying is, you know, now Elite Odyssey has given you the ground game. Uh, you can run around, you can go to spaceports, you can go to planets, have your character, jump on other player ships. So I'm like, I was like, what the hell is Star Citizen going to give us that's going to be different and intriguing? And I guess the article I read was that you know, it is much more detailed in a lot of these areas. Like, there's actual cities on the planets, you know, not just, like, settlements um, and all kinds of stuff. But I guess my, you know, and the ships are all, like, fully interactive on the inside, which I thought was pretty impressive uh, just from the demo I watched. But to me, I'm just like, um, I don't know. That game's got to do something. <laughs> um, a friend of mine... <laughs> A friend of mine was saying he knew uh, somebody that worked over there, you know, in program management at one point. And the guy was like, yeah, it's fucking crazy town. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I mean, I would just love to see, you know, if they're going to do, if we're going to have some major movement in that game this year, if it's going to be more like pay $10,000 to buy this unique ship that only you can have. Uh, well, well, funny enough, just this week they're doing uh, their Invictus week, which is basically like uh, Fleet Week inside okay. the game. Um, nothing super new. Obviously, some new ships that you know were previously you couldn't run around in. You know, so yeah, you know, we're still seeing like some of the Plud ships now. You know, coming to fruition into the verse. Um, uh, you can now walk around, well, at least part of it. You can walk around part of the largest vehicle that a player can own. Okay. Uh, it, granted, it, it's a three. I think it's a three thousand dollars ship. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This what kills me, man. It kills me. And it, it's one of those limited releases. Like it's not. It's not one that they normally you can buy compared to the others. So it's a very special ship. But uh, it, uh, it's actually, it is. yeah. But it's very cool to like. You know, it's like okay, we're actually starting to see the you know the fleshings out of what will definitely be used as part of uh, Squadron Forty Two. Okay. Um. Uh, because it's like a, you know, basically it's going to be the, I think it's supposed to be like the primary vessel that you're going to be assigned to essentially as part of Squadron 42 and 
and okay. whatnot. So you're gonna become familiar with. So the, I, I think they're they're kind of giving small teases as part of that because uh, as part of the development, Squadron Forty Two has been in like it's on super lockdown. They don't really reveal too much of that almost at all. Right? Say, so are they because, even working on it? Because they got to hurry up. Mark Hamill's gonna be dead. Yeah, yeah, well, no, they already got all the acting done. Like all the acting. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the acting portions. Like, I mean, they did that. What now? Two, three years ago now, I think. Okay. Um, so you like all the acting stuff's done. So now it's just like, you know, making the game essentially from here on out. Oh. Um, but definitely like all the players right now are very like easy, eagerly chomping at the bit. It's like, where's squadron 42 at? Cause you know, a lot, you know, a lot of us players are like, okay, it's like, obviously, you know, the, the star citizen player universe, obviously, you know, it's, you know, in the open alpha that it is now. Um, I kind of, you know, it lumbers along, but it's like squadron 42 is going to be like the first like tent pole event that's gonna be the thing that determines whether or not this game absolutely. continues absolutely like, now obviously you know it's squadron 42 is strictly single player but that's, that's gonna fine. be like everything comes together and it's like it, you know in theory it should be all working together and you have this this, this experience yeah and um, then you step into the multiplayer portion yeah 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 so yeah. now granted you, you can make the argument you know star citizen is slightly different from squadron 42 and that star citizen is the multiplayer side so more like elite and sure. Squadron 42 is your single player, which Elite, in theory, doesn't have. There's no, I mean, there are story elements within, you know. Elite. Yeah, there's a bunch. I mean, you kind of have to dig for it, but it's not like strictly your character. Like, there's a whole yes. power play yeah. and factions and who do you align with and, and exactly, story yeah. stuff that actually happens, you know, every, pretty much every week, every month. And like, there's like this whole thing going on right now with like these aliens, I guess, that were from the earlier Elite games. Like have been found again, and they're attacking like human systems. Like there's their story for sure, not like a, a heavily scripted story. So I mean, yeah, yeah, it's more more like a, a universe event. Uh, yes, exactly. I, I classify as yeah. Um, so, so you know, there is that argument, uh, but but it's nonetheless like Squadron Forty Two is gonna is, is gonna be that temple. It's gonna be it's gonna be the the watermark in terms of yeah. yeah where does I, everything else fall? If that does not deliver, like Star Citizen maybe has a few months, unless there's people willing to buy more three thousand dollars special ships. Well, um, that's the thing. Like, like you know, people are still buying like crazy. Like, you know, the, the funding's nuts. still like going off the wall. Uh, so I mean, you know, no sign of slowing down. Like, you know, my wife. Can you imagine her reaction and how much she'd beat the shit out of me if I was like, yo, I just bought a three thousand dollars ship in a game. You what? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, we'll see. But, I, but yeah, but it's a it's a valid question. It's like you know, because a lot of people have been asking. It's like, okay, now Odyssey has the ground pounding. Now it's like, okay, you know, obviously Star Citizen has had it it you know, again in the sense it's still alpha and it's so janky you know right now in terms of like sure. trying to trying to do that it's not a not a fun experience doing doing the fps stuff uh in game right um, and, it, and it is in odyssey i mean it's not yeah. perfect like there's a, a couple bugs here and there yeah but but, I mean, like, but you make it's the, fun <laughs> yeah, but you, you can make the arguments like star citizen technically alpha elite is is now you know now it's in full release and you know it more or less seems to be working i've heard reports that you know some of the the stuff is a little janky you know for you know but yeah, it, yeah I'll, I'll say it's week one so it's like you know i'm always willing to give a game you know you got week one and you better start you know cranking it up you know afterwards or, or something else you know yeah frontier has um, usually been pretty damn good about that so. exactly so but but yeah it's like okay now elite has this so it's like okay you know, it's like you know, 
Star Citizen really does, you know, I, I feel the, obviously I say step it up, but it's like, we, we need, we need something a lot more tangible than, you know, like a fleet week or just, you know, whatever yeah. else, like, you know, they got to like, show, it's gotta they got to show some movement, man. Yeah. got to see some movement. Obviously, yeah, we're coming up on, let's see. I want to say that, well, it's nine years. Yeah. I think nine years. I, I think I got on in 2013 when they had the, um, hangar module first came out uh yep. so coming close to like 10 years for me and, and i understand like something on an mmo level like it takes a lot of years like you know i think warcraft it was something like in eight to ten years just uh yeah you know, absolutely yeah it's like i understand that but we're, we're not getting to the point it's like okay it's like again i, I i'm looking more at squadron 42 like you know it's like, exactly we, like we got to see that tent pole we got to see like come on there's got to be something you know yeah close to, to getting something out for that and and i'm hoping i'm hoping we hear something this year around that you know just kind of push that forward but yeah absolutely we shall see final bit of news as we come towards wrapping the show up i'm oh, really oh yeah so excited so humbled so honored uh to announce uh neil halford uh our incredible interview um you know the 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 designer behind betrayal at Crondor, um and just like anyone that's heard the show easily the best one of the best interviews we ever did uh, just a fun fun show neil reached out to nick and i a couple months ago, and was making plans. He's doing uh, the second version of his lockdown con uh, that he, his wife, Jonna, and a few other folks uh, put together last year, because, you know, with everything with COVID, like Comic-Con, and, and just, com you know, cons were getting canceled left and right, and um, he had initially kind of pulled this together, and it went really well, and, like, Comic-Con picked up a lot of the stuff from lockdown con like a lot of the panels wound up getting like hosted in comic-con channels and all that and so they're doing it again this year and neil invited nick and i to be on the panel for heroes behind the mic uh of just you know podcasts that they want to highlight that they enjoy and that are doing something different and uh yeah i guess just pick our brains and have us on the other side of the mic uh for a change <laughs> with other folks so it's super exciting um that's going to be on, we are going to be on, he just released the schedule, but you can actually come and uh, see Nick and I on this panel, you know, remotely, on Saturday, June 26th, I think we're going to be at 7pm Eastern Time, is when we are coming on, this is going to be the day from hell for me, because we'll be coming back <laughs> from Cape May that day, Oh. Um, and so yeah, I'll be kind of scrambling, uh, just to get stuff set up, but Hopefully we'll be back with uh, plenty of time for me to spare. Uh, I assume it's going to be pretty quick and easy for me to set up considering I work remotely. Um, so it'll be, you know, not a huge deal. But yeah, that aside, I'm really, really excited for this opportunity. And it's just really, I thought it was really, really awesome of Neil uh, to think of us. And um, yeah, we're we're super excited. I don't want to speak for you there, Nick, but I assume I, so. I, I am super enthused. I'm, I'm jazzed about it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is super cool. Yeah, and frankly, any chance to talk to Neil <laughs> is like, <laughs> one I relish. Uh, he's just uh, like, it's so funny to kind of say it, but it's like out of, you know, that interview and then our talking before and after, like, 
I kind of like I'm buds with Neil now, and it's really awesome. Like he's, just, <laughs> he's such a good dude, and just like like he he inspires me creatively because he's just very he's so you can tell he's just so into the creative process and making things. And uh, he's been like sharing stuff with me and some other people, like things that he's working on. And I'm just like, God damn, dude, like I want to be that when, you know, as, as I get older in my, my years, like I want to keep creating and doing the fun stuff. So anyway, it was just really neat to really awesome to be thought of and to be a part of this panel. And it might get picked up by Comic-Con, which would be freaking amazing because then we'd like officially have been part of a Comic-Con. That would yeah, be nuts. Exactly. I'm looking forward to that, hopefully. So that's it's not guaranteed, but Neil said yeah, they picked not, us up last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it'll be very interesting to see if that pans out. Try and get the foot in the door. Hell yeah, man. Uh, and we'll just, you know, we're we're so awesome at this. We'll definitely make an impression. And then you'll see us at Comic-Con the following year. Um, or something. <laughs> anyway. All right, that is it for news. Um, we're coming down towards the end here. Uh, I put in a little joke that the save point game of the month is going to be Elite Dangerous Odyssey. <laughs> At least it is for me. But I highly recommend if you've played Elite Dangerous in the past and you liked it, and especially if you haven't played in a couple of years. Like, like it's, it's worth going back. A lot, a lot of improvements. And, you know, again, a great way, like if you got some friends who have been playing and have like super high level ships, like, again, like you said, you can jump into the turrets, you can jump into. You know, some of their fighter craft and whatnot. It's very good. It's so fun. I'm I'm having so much fun with it. I'm 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 kidding up my my ship. I'm I'm actually been doing some bounty hunting, and that has been a really fun rush. Uh, but yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, we will wrap up episode seventy-five. Uh, no voicemails this week. Again, that's more on me. I didn't do any question of the bye week, and <laughs> it's, uh, right. it's just been trying to get into the chair and record again. Uh, thankfully, barring any emergency surgeries, we will be back in the saddle on our bi-weekly basis. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, you can call us and leave a voicemail about games or anything you want to talk about at 610-810-1654. Um, other than that, we'll just go conclusions, shout-outs. You know, shout-out to the fans. We love you all. We just, we're hitting tons of downloads now, and it's just crazy how we continue to grow, and I just really appreciate everyone that listens and shares. Um, the boys at the Bad Fodder Figures, it's always fun to hang out with them, even just, like, go hang out for a game night, and, uh, uh, they're, they're just great, I love listening to the show, they do a live stream of it now, uh, every Sunday night at 9, so that's always fun to watch, uh, 9 Eastern, by the way, and, um, shout out to the game, Married to the Games, just always such a positive crew, uh, love those guys and uh, Denny, Denny Loose, and the gang over at Tap the Craft. I've been getting back into my craft beer podcast, listening with them, and uh, that has caused my wallet to take a bit more of a hit as I hunt these down. Uh, but yeah, it's a very fun craft beer podcast. It's not something you think like. I know when I first heard of it, I'm like, huh, is that exciting to listen to or fun to listen to? But Denny is a very super knowledgeable dude. Him and his uh, co-hosts, they, they're just very knowledgeable and just have a great way of talking about craft beer. So I really, really recommend you check it out. Um, and especially if you like beer, you're going to start uh, dipping into the wallet a little bit more. It's like, God damn, that sounds good. I want that. <laughs> uh, if you want to interact with us, come by the save point and hang out with us there. Uh, you can see the videos uh, that Jeremy uh, did when we were playing Demio. 
Uh, he has a really great setup, so like the videos are nice, high quality, and he clips some of the really funny moments of our, our VR fun. Uh, and that's at tiny.cc slash savepoint. You can email us, theretrorents at gmail.com. Twitter, at theretrorents. I am at RetroRentsAl on Twitter. Nick is at BlackEagleOps on Twitter. Um, Twitch, Nick is at BlackEagleOps. I always say I'm going to stream. It's probably never going to happen, but I will try uh, one of these days. If anything, uh, I do Extra Life once a year, and you there can you follow go. me on RetroRentsAl at Extra Life. I, I almost went 24 hours this year, and I could have done probably six more hours past that playing phasmophobia with nick and the crew they got tired <laughs> god that was fun and uh, other than that we will wrap up episode 75 um you know just everybody keep uh, staying safe staying healthy get your shots have fun play games and don't be dicks peace peace <laughs>